Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Mystery Theory Podcast. Today we're going to ta- talk about a little bit of DNA. Can you inherit the criminal gene, quote-unquote criminal gene? Is that even a thing? Uh, what do we know about it? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Remember that we've been talking about uh, in the Criminal Minds series, we've been talking about a lot more of the science behind the criminology or criminology itself and forensic evidence and things that we talk about in different cases, but we don't really know or I didn't really know that much about. So that's why I decided to do this little investigation and not only from what we know right now, but also from the past. Um, I feel like it gives you a better understanding on how they got to the idea or how they got the method that they have today to, I don't know, the DNA and how they do matches and how, you know, all those things that we do know today as a fact, going through history and trying to see how they got to that point, it really helps me understand things a little bit better and the behind the scenes of the investigation. So this is a series, as I mentioned before, we talk about Lombroso, who thought that you would look like a criminal if you were one, your nose would give you away, your chin. If you missed that, it was the first episode, then we went through the second part, which is more about the shape of your head. (laughs) If you had a bump in your head in a certain area, how your brain is separated into 35 different um, areas and how they, you know, manage different parts and reactions um, in your personality. So check those out if you haven't but the idea was to do a long week uh, with this episode so we could finish it within a week but the problem is I didn't know about storage things now I'm figuring that out and hopefully we can do this more often maybe once a month do a week-long special with an interesting case with something like forensic evidence and do a little bit more in-depth kind of podcast so Do we have a crime gene? Is that even a real thing? Can you get it from your parents, from your family line? Is that true? Well, we're going to talk about that today and a little bit more about genes, chemical things in your brain, and a lot of interesting things that I'm going to try to do it in a way that we can all understand it and trying to make sense out of it so um, today we don't really believe that there is a criminal gene but researchers believe that there is a variant of the maoa gene that could be the one to blame in this theory now this is the this is called the warrior gene or the psychopath gene and just if that wasn't scary enough being a real thing, uh, you can find this gene in one third of men on Western populations and comes from the mother line. So, scary. Now, let's dig a a little bit deeper. Apparently, this gene, the MAOA, is responsible for regulating the brain enzymes that control the responses to aggressions and situations that inspires fear, anger, frustration so this gene what it does is calm you down when you're going through something like that 
if you happen to have this gene, the MAOA, that is damaged or malformed, that means that the calming effects of that in your brain uh, would not really work properly. And uh, the chemicals and, you know, everything would just be the same. So <laughs> that would cause somebody to overreact. If you know somebody that overreacts way too easy, well, according to science, the MAOA could be the one to blame. So having this is not a bad thing. The MAOA is something that we all have and we have it to calm down when we're going through fear, anger, frustration. Um, you know, it's it's what calms us down. But when you have it malform or damage, according to this theory, means that you overreact. That's pretty much it. But it's called the warrior gene or the psychopath gene. In 1993, geneticist Berner and his team were studying a family. In this family, the, only the male members were mildly mentally impaired and violent. So it was a combination of both. And so they were trying to find something that they had in common other than they were family members. And they all shared the MAOA and it wasn't working properly. Now, this was in 1993. So I'm assuming that they did some kind of test to see if this was you know, malformed or if it was damaged. And, um, and, and of course, this was in part a confirmation of the theory that I mentioned, but it's also kind of telling you that the warrior gene doesn't make you a criminal. It just means that it's a factor that you can add to an environment, a family, you know, how you grow up. So it's part of that combination that would make you into, according to this theory, overreact and maybe commit a crime. But there is another factor to consider. Now, back in 1984, the science magazine published an article that studied adopted kids, their biological parents and the, the adopted parents. Now, results for women were inconclusive but for men it showed that more of the kids adopted that got in trouble were linked to the fathers like with the biological father's criminal conviction than the kids compared to the new or adopted parents so that means i adopt a kid and this kid has a father that you know was a i don't know had some kind of criminal history let's put it that way and um, it would be more than likely, according to the study, and I'm going to give you the percentages because they're not that, that you know, big of a deal. So 13%, 25%. So, but it still shows that the kids would kind of inherit that from their parents, their biological parents, and not so much because of their adoptive parents, which is pretty interesting. Remember, they're growing up with their adoptive parents. Um, so is it a coincidence or is it just luck? How can they have that when they haven't been exposed to criminal activity with their new parents, you know, because maybe the dad was a thief, but if, if you don't know your dad, you don't know he's a thief and you know what I mean? It's not like you grew up in that environment. So according to this research 
and remember this was in 1984 13% of sons of uh, biological fathers with no offense had been convicted of a crime 25% of sons of biological fathers with three or more offenses had been convicted of a crime so 13 compared to 25 it's a big difference but you know what I mean it's just trying to prove that it could be in the genes so what okay so can we use this evidence in court what do you think should we get tested when we are born and see if we have that gene that is malformed or is damaged i mean this is science and they believe that this is the truth but think about it back in lombroso's uh, time that was science and you know it, and they believe that was the truth and do you think that I mean because if you had this gene let's think about it if you had this gene and that is damaged okay and you commit a crime and then you go to court this could mean that you know you had no control over and you just inherited that I mean how can they blame you still in my opinion, you are very dangerous. But that would mean that maybe that person would have to go into a different institution. Now, another scenario would be that it would validate um, the psychiatric or behavior problems that are very hard to prove in a court. You know, the there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say problems, but there is a lot of um, different things that can't really be proved in court. And there's a lot of different mental illness that will do, will make you do different things um, or make you believe that that's okay to do when it's not. And that is one of the hardest things to prove in court. So if they would do this kind of test, then they would have a better understanding if that person is actually, you know, having that inherited to them and maybe that connected with a mental illness is a bad combination and they should go and get help instead of going to jail, which is another option. And the other part is, or the scary part of this is that if this was ever approved to be used in a court, it would mean that alcoholism would be part of this equ equation, which means that it would be some kind of a, it would be treated as a mental illness almost because it is proven that 70% of criminals are, are alcoholics. Now, some of the things that would be kind of weird is, it will kind of question, you know, can you control it? Can you, do you, ha do you even have free will? Even if you have this gene, can you control yourself? Is there any way that we can find something to help the people that have this gene damaged? You know? And um, another thing is would be that if they would ever approve this in court, uh, it would target certain people. And <laughs> maybe they could implement some kind of a preventive detention. 
you know okay let's say you have a, a lame bar fight and they believe that and you know you go to court because of disorderly conduct whatever and then you go to court and they test you and they're like oh he has the gene or damaging i just say i should say and uh they <laughs> you know what i mean maybe you're not capable of doing anything worse than that but that will give you a predisposition for people to judge you based on that and another thing that i think it's very very uh, a con of this is let's let's say we get tested for this gene and um we find out that our gene is damaged okay and it was passed on to us and whatever it would kind of set you and again it could be it could go both ways but for most people this would be an excuse not to do better uh, not to succeed in life not to try to be the best version possible they they you know this could be something that you believe it really stops you from being your better self because you can't control it how can you control a gene you can control some things but if you have the excuse that you can't really control yourself that you overreact that you get mad at people all the time that will give you an excuse not to get better so what i mean I feel like if we did get tested, I mean, it has a pros, you know, all the pros that we talk about already. But I feel like the cons are really, really bad. <laughs> and also, while I was doing the research, it says that testing somebody for this gene is not cheap. I mean, it would mean that if they said, okay, let's do this on every single person that is born let's say not in the world but the, in the US um it would be very expensive and it would be something that you know would be according to this research very beneficial for you know the government and the authorities but uh it would be something that not everyone would be able to afford to do it so to finish this podcast I just feel like it's great that we did find that, that we know there's something, but instead of, in my humble opinion, instead of targeting people because having or not having this gene, which I'm all for finding something that will tell you if somebody's going to become a criminal or if that person is a criminal, I'm all for that. But I think that in this case, this study and what we know about this gene and what we know that causes this gene not to work properly i think we we should focus a little bit more and i'm sure that they're working on it uh, i'm i'm just saying that i think we should focus a little bit more in trying a way to fix it or trying something you know to either finding a medicine that will produce that calming effect and not help you overreact so much or developing something that will help that gene to, I don't know, fix itself, regenerate itself. Maybe that's not even an option. Maybe, you know, genes don't really, there's no way. But maybe there's no way today, but maybe five years from today, 
20 years from today they will find something i mean we can clone things so i think we can do something about this instead of trying to profile people according to something that they cannot control which is their genes you're born with them you can't really change them you can't really switch them and uh, you're born into a family that you cannot control you, that you're born into that family so I think it would probably would have to do more with how can we help these people or how can we help us uh, if we have it to not overreact or not to mm, how can we help them how can we help these people instead of okay we're gonna put you into a different category so if you do something really stupid in the future we have proof that you have a gene that is the psychopath gene and that's probably why you did it yeah i mean i think this is the beginning of something and i am so happy that now i know about it um, and maybe this is just the beginning of something truly amazing in the future so we should know about it but let's work on fixing the problem from the beginning and not wait until somebody's older and can't really control their impulses or their anger just because they don't have that develop in them they don't have that substance that will calm them down and i know a lot of people that overreact oh my goodness do i know people that overreact and i can think of a family in particular <laughs> that overreact but uh you know, and I don't understand it. I cannot understand it because I am not that way. I I, I always try to, you know, if somebody cuts me off in the freeway, I'm thinking uh, he's probably having a bad day. He's probably late for work. He's probably mad at his boss. Maybe he's having trouble with his wife. Maybe he... I don't know. He had a flat tire. He had to fix it. He's in a hurry. He's, you know... I'm always trying to empathize with whoever's being a jerk for the day. So I can't really understand when people is not patient. I can't really understand when people overreact to something that it's not a big deal. He cut you off. He moved on. You won't see him again. You know, we're in the freeway. It doesn't matter. You're okay. He's okay. It. You know what I mean? I can see in the long run, but... I understand when people lose their patience. So maybe there is something we can do. Maybe there is something that we can develop to help those people. And maybe that way it will prevent a lot more bad situations like road rage. You know, people that get killed because they mess with the wrong people in the freeway. You know, they they, they, they flip them off and then all of a sudden they are both stopped and one of them has a gun and... Maybe it is all a matter of impulse and a matter of not being able to calm yourself down and overreact to things. Yeah, that is a strong possibility. I'm not saying that's not. I actually believe that theory. But just think about it. I mean, do we really want to be okay with the idea that you're born with it? Or, or do we want to do something about it? That is it for today. I'm going to come back with another part of this series. For me, it's very interesting. So I feel like, uh, you know, there is going to be at least seven episodes. This is number three. And hopefully we can understand a little bit more. And we, and, and I'm, the hopes of this 
series is when we cover <laughs> some of the cases that I've been doing research on, we can look at through another, you know, perspective. Keep all these things in mind in our heads. So it will help us understand things better. I'm not saying excusing because we're not excusing criminals. If you did it, you know, but um, it will help us understand more of what we can do or how, how can we do better in the future? How can we help these people that are doing these horrible things every day and that we report on them every week? So make sure to rate the podcast if you're interested in helping around uh, that is the only way that it will show my podcast a little bit more on top of the list thank you to everyone that took the time to do it this far i've seen two or three already so thank you guys you're amazing i love what you wrote there and thank you for being part of the podcast family i will see you on my next one well i won't see you i will talk to you in my next podcast bye guys